Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today we're going to talk about Josh Hader because after yesterday's game he decided to come out and have some comments that were were pretty interesting so we'll get into those a little bit. Um, get into just the Padres not trading him, AJ Preller deciding to hang on to him, talk about what they got from him and I think before we get into anything I do want to bring this up first. At the trade deadline all three of us were big advocates of moving Josh Hader. Now we weren't, we weren't trying to have the Padres full-on sell. We didn't think that they should be full-on sellers. But moving Josh Hader made a ton of sense. We thought that they could retool the roster a little bit. We, we talked about the fact that Josh Hader hadn't pitched all that much. He had similar innings. I think at the time, I think he had less innings pitched than Tim Hill. Um, Tim Hill ends up getting hurt for a while. Uh, so I think he has more than Tim Hill now. But we talked about that he doesn't get used enough. It's not worth it. Um, you can save some money. You can potentially go a little bit. I don't know how far under luxury, but like under a certain threshold of the luxury tax. And we talked about that you could probably make the bullpen better or make your lineup better by trading him away and retooling some pieces and moving some farm pieces and adding that way. The Padres opted to not do that. Fast forward, their 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 magic number is one currently. Um, it would take a miracle to to make the playoffs. And if you look at what Josh Hader has done. Since the trade deadline, he has pitched in 13 innings. He has six saves and one blown save, and he also lost an extra innings game. That's what you got out of him. You could have traded him for one plus more prospects, like one top 100 prospect and some, and that's what you got from him. So obviously it was not worth it. He's expected to command like $20 million in the offseason. All three of us don't want him. (laughs) We don't think it's worth it. We don't think it makes any sense. Um, and then the other day he comes out and he had some comments and I'll, I'll pull those up in a second here, but he basically came out and was like questioning, like, like uh, uh, complaining that people wanted him to pitch um, more than the eighth inning. He has pit- he's appeared this season in one eighth inning. And if you look back on it, there's probably 10 games where he could have came in in the eighth inning and it might've been the difference in winning those games. Like seriously, go back and think of all the Padres baseball you've watched this season and think of how many games we're blown in the eighth inning with one or two outs. There is a lot. So overall, we're going to talk about Josh Hader again, kind of uh, vent about him because it's about to be the offseason. This is kind of our piece on on why we don't want him back. So Chase, Josh Hader's been here for about a year and a half. If you're going to resign him, what, what are you going to do? You want to resign him? You don't want to re- resign him? What, do, what are you thinking? Ship him. I, I could care less about that guy right now. What? With what he said the other day, it just kind of was like, it was AJ Casavell's tweet. If you guys hadn't seen it, he was basically questioning Josh Hader. And he goes, well, do we have a shot? And AJ said, well, yeah, you guys do. It's a long shot, but you guys still have a chance at making playoffs. And Josh Hader said, oh, so you guys want me to do everything. No, we want you to do your fucking job. Like, that's what you're here for. That is what you are getting paid millions of dollars to do. I get it. You're about to hit the offseason and become one of the highest paid relievers. But this diva shit needs to be put off to the side until the season's over. You pitched 13 innings since the trade deadline. You have less than 60 innings pitched the entire year. You haven't even pitched a third of the season. Tim Hill, who was gone for a while, had matched him in innings earlier this year. And you can't give us four outs when the season is on the line? I'm sorry. That rubs, I think, all of us the wrong way when you think about it. 
the season is on the line. Yes, it is an incredible long shot, but it could go down as one of the greatest stories told in baseball history, and you don't want to be a part of it because you don't want to throw four fucking outs. I'm sorry. Out of here. And I hope every team looks at this in the offseason and goes, do we really want this guy playing for our team? Because by definition, he has to do everything. Come on, dude. You're one of the best relief pitchers in the MLB, and you're being a diva. Oh, I don't want to pitch more than two days in a row. Oh, I'm only going to pitch three outs. I'm, Bro, you are getting paid to play a game. Have some fun with it. Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. This is one of the filthiest pitchers in baseball. When, I mean, I'm going to pull up his baseball savant page right now. We'll see. Hey, this guy, this guy's worth Edwin Diaz money. We're looking at it uh, from a statistic standpoint. This guy's worth Edwin Diaz money. And then you hear the comments he has. I don't know if the stats are up or not, but um, you hear the comments he has regarding um, how many innings that they're expecting him to pitch. Well, you've pitched 57 innings. It's it's not impossible to go out there and throw four outs. Keep in mind, you know, the thing, the whole thing with Josh Hader in the arbitration with the Brewers was they used him throwing four-plus outs against him. Ever since then, he has been committed to not throwing for more than three outs. He did it in the playoffs, which was fantastic. That made me like him even more. But then you go back to last night after the game against the Giants, and you hear his comments regarding him throwing for four outs. Him saying, you guys want me to do everything. No, bro. We haven't asked you to throw for four outs damn near all season. Every other team in baseball, if they have a really good closer, they ask, they see if they can throw four outs. And if offered another contract, not by us, it won't be by us. If it's by us and AJ Preller, you have a damn issue with, with billing on top heavy talent, because we've clearly seen that building with top heavy talent did not work for us this year, because now you got a bunch of egos that are clashing, whether it's against the organization, against the fans, whatever it is, they're just clashing. It's not working. Josh Hader should not be in a Padre uniform next year. And I mean, look at this. He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He's one of the best closers, if not the best closer, of our generation. But he's throwing 57 innings. You pay him Edwin Diaz money, which is around 20 million AAV. 53. 53 innings, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, Chase. 53 innings. 20 million divided by 53 is a little over 350,000, something like that. 350,000 an inning. If he goes at this pace somewhere else next year, he might win more next year. But what if he doesn't? And you just paid him twenty million. There's guys in the league that make eight hundred thousand, a million, five million, that are more valuable than a twenty million dollar pitcher, even with the numbers that he has, because they're willing to go out there and play one hundred sixty-two games, throw over a hundred innings, go seven innings. So I at first had wanted Josh Hader back, thinking, you know, every dominant team could use a dominant closer. If your dominant closer is only going 53 innings. And keep in mind, some of those innings aren't even in safe situations. Of those 13 innings after the All-Star game, some of those were just, well, shit, let's just throw them out there because we don't want them getting rusty. 
I would say there's a good four of those, maybe three. But either way, he's not being put, he hasn't been put in a bunch of safe situations. Quite frankly, I remember the downturn of the season being the monkey bets home run in the ninth inning against Josh Hader. And then they kind of picked it up a little bit. And then they went to San Francisco and he walked in the game winning run. Now, that's not to say this season is on Josh Hader. Some of the one of the main reasons we win is because he comes in and closes the ninth. But maybe one of the one of the main reasons we could be in the playoff race or we would be in the playoff race is if he was willing to throw an extra out. So that 20 million should not come from us. However much money it is, it should not come from us because there is more significant holes in the roster than a guy that isn't willing to go another out to get his team an extra win. It's a lot of selfish. It's a lot of selfishness right there, and I hate to be the one to rip on players, man. Especially a player as electric and good as Josh Hader. But if there was a season, if there was an award for dumbest comments throughout the season, the Padres would win it. Um, some of them have been just defending the team, and some of them have been very selfish comments. But in my opinion, this one takes the cake because the elimination number was already two. You can only lose two more times or have other teams lose two more times. Win two more times, I'm sorry. If you go out there and throw that extra out and they win, it's still two. But because you didn't and they lost, now it's down to one. So those playoff chances that you were talking about just went down because you were willing to give your team an extra out. Yeah, I know. And it's, it is frustrating. I mean, he's had, what, I think it's 36 I think it's 36 save opportunities. He's has 31 saves currently. But like you said, he's pitched 53 innings. There's there's no way that you can say that, oh yeah, for 53 innings, we're gonna give this guy 20 million. Che, or Isaac, you were talking about the money. If it's 20 million over 53 innings, that's even that's even more money than that. That's let's see. Divide by 53. And let you know, I'll round it up. I'll say 55. Let's say he pitches two more innings. And that's about where he usually pitches. I think the year before this, he had 50 or 51. Here before that, he had 58. You have to go all the way back to uh, 2019 or, and 2018. Those are the only two years where he's pitched over 60 innings. So let's say he pitches 55 innings. Gets paid 200 mil, right? Uh, let's see. Sorry. Slow at math. That, that, like, that's going to be like so much money, dude. Like that's gonna like that. That's just not worth it. And you talked about like you can get guys. What, what's Tom Cosgrove making? He probably has close to that. I know Garcia has more than him. He has five more innings pitch. He has 58 innings pitch. He hasn't been good this year. Don't get me wrong. But you can find bullpen arms that are that are still somewhat effective for way less. And we talked about this before. And we talked about this in the middle of the season. The Potters are the third most expensive bullpen in the in the MLB already. And if you were to bring a hater back, you'd be making that even a larger number. I don't think he's going to be back. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. It seems that Blake Snell also isn't going to be back based off some like recent posts by from his girlfriend being like, man, I'm, I'm going to miss San Diego so much, which sucks. So, but like, there's no way to, I don't know. There's no way to justify bringing him back. And after this, this was kind of like the nail in the coffin. I'm like, all right, yeah, hater's gone. And it's also like another time to be like, why didn't they trade him? It still makes absolutely no sense. I guess the players wanted to keep him and stuff, but are we really going to try to base our decisions off what the players have wanted to do? Because if that's what we're doing, then that clearly has not worked, Like very obviously has not worked. And it seems that one of the big issues with the Padres culture and with the organization is that players have too much say 
in decision making. I think Bob Melvin's alluded to that. I think people have like kind of said that, yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Josh Hader is Josh Hader is it, it's not gonna it doesn't make any sense to keep him. Um, and the comments were pretty outrageous, considering that he's pitching 53 innings in a year and complaining that the Padres want him to do everything when he's appeared in one game in the eighth inning, one single game. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Chase Isaac, anything else you, you guys got? Did you see uh, Bob Melvin's interview when they're questioning him why he couldn't come out by chance? Did any of you guys see that? Sorry, my internet cut out there for a second. Um, but yeah, you could just tell he's just sitting there and the reporters are answering, uh, asking them the question like, you know, why why wasn't he available? Well, that's just how things are. You know, have you had that conversation with Hater? You know, uh, we've had it. This is just how things are going to be. And he's just, he's done. You can tell he's like giving little, like one sentence answers to everything. You can tell by his body language that he's just fed up with the whole situation. Like he's just done dealing with Josh Hater in general. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have to talk to my reliever, you know, or talk to my closer. Hey, can you come out for one extra out or? Or, hey, you know, I really need you to come in today because, you know, we're on a win streak and I need you to come in a third day in a row. And he's just like, no. He's done dealing with it. You could just tell. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing with Bob Melvin is he's used to managing guys that are looking for their next payday. They're hungry for their next payday. Keep in mind, the A's don't pay anybody. So he was managing guys like Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Sean Manaya. Uh, Frankie Montas, like Paul Black, like guys that are pretty damn good, but are looking for the next payday. They're hungry to go out there and prove themselves. Josh Hader's already gotten paid a pretty decent amount. He's looking for his next payday, of course, but he's already getting paid a solid amount. He's already one of the proven stars in the MLB. So Bob Melvin is used to managing a team that's not full of personalities that are for themselves. Um, so he comes over here to San Diego and I'm sure he expected to have quite a bit of say and, you know, Hey, I don't think I should need to ask for consent to get my closer to throw an extra out for my team. Why? Like, I'm sorry. I've never heard of that. I've literally never in my life. Have I heard of a manager needing the player's consent to go out there and throw an extra out when the player doesn't even throw 60 innings. I've never heard of that. And I mean, can you maybe attribute that to the leniency throughout the Padres organization, especially from AJ Prelate during AJ Preller's tenure? Like we heard Sean Manaya's comments last year when he said, yeah, I got lazy and that's why I wasn't pitching good. Who the hell let him get to that point? Why did he get lazy? Why does Josh Hader have so much say in who's being signed? Why does Manny Machado have so much say in bringing in Nelson Cruz, bringing in his boy Flaherty? Like, bro, this is getting ridiculous. Like, it's not working. Giving the players this much say is not working. Whether it's AJ Preller or Peter Seidler, I don't know. But it's not working. And, um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's a lot of things that are wrong with this organization. It's pretty dysfunctional. Um, Josh Hader, like I said, he should not have any say in, in how many innings he goes. I mean, sure, like, if your arm's hurting, shit, like, yeah, we're not going to throw you. If you're feeling fatigued, yeah, we won't throw you. But, bro, he hasn't shown any sign of that. 
He hasn't said any of that. He hasn't hit the injury report. It's like, you're just not throwing because you don't want to throw. We like there's games where we needed him to go out there and win us that game, which is what you expect your star to do. At the time, it was like we gave up a top 10 prospect, another top 30 prospect. Of course, top 30 prospects don't mean much, but Esther, we stole like what 60 bags. I don't know how many this year. Denelson the Met was given up in that trade. Of course, he's not anything anymore. And then Taylor Rogers, it wasn't at the time, it was a hefty price because Gasser was in that trade. But right now, of course, yeah, we're looking at it in terms of the Padres won the trade. But it doesn't matter if the Padres won the trade because they didn't do shit with it. They didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't win a World Series. They might not even go 500 because this guy's not willing to throw an extra out. So whoever pays them, it's a long road. It's going to be a long road. Like Matt said, let's assume he throws 55 innings divided by 20 million. You're paying him three hundred and sixty thousand an inning for three outs. You're paying him three hundred sixty thousand. That's a hundred thousand an out. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars per out. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I can't. I, I think I think I speak for every Padres fan. I hope I speak for every Padres fan in this. This guy can't be back. He can't be back. And. Skill-wise, if this guy was throwing 70 innings, bring him back. Sure, whatever. He's fantastic. One of the best pitchers, closing pitchers I've ever seen. But it feels like this team has enough personalities. And I hate to say that because I never thought of them that way up until now. But it really feels that way, and I don't think we have to worry about Bob Melvin being fired anymore. I think we have to worry about him resigning. Isaac, it's so funny you said that. I was going to ask that. And we haven't we haven't talked about this ever, like off air, but I was like, you hear all this stuff, and like Chase brings up how like Bob Melvin's talking. You're kind of like, is he just gonna leave? Because like it's bad for him. Like people keep like ripping in the Bob Melvin, like, oh, he doesn't he doesn't do this, he doesn't you know, he doesn't motivate the players, right? That's like one of the big things you hear. Bro, he's probably just tired of it. like this is like not good for my career. And he's also at the end of his career, but he's like, this is like this is screwing it up. I'd rather just go somewhere else. He'll get signed somewhere else. He'll be a manager somewhere else if he wants to. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. And I think uh, you brought up like for another team to sign him, how expensive that is. We were talking about this before we got on, but imagine if Josh Hader goes to the Yankees or the Phillies. And I don't think he's going to go to the Phillies, but I think the Yankees is, I, I think that's a pretty practical landing spot. He is going to get ripped apart by the media. Like, Pottery fans already rip him right now. It is going to be night and day compared to that if he goes to New York. And every day it's like, oh, Hater couldn't pitch. He couldn't pitch. And maybe that changes if he gets a contract or whatever. I, I don't know why we would think that because apparently it's not it's not even about that right now because he said, you guys want me to do everything. That doesn't. That's not like, that doesn't. Yeah, like I'm not going to get hurt, you know, late season for a contract. That's not what that's about. So... I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's wild. I think we saw some wild stuff from Josh Hader, and I think this this closed the closed the book on his time in San Diego. We might see him once or twice more, but that's that's probably going to be it. So um, it's not a bad trade or anything. I think they definitely did not capitalize on, on an opportunity to get him, have him pitch in last year's playoffs, recognize that hey, we're not going to bring this guy back. We can trade him for a good amount at this deadline, and end up gaining prospect capital and having a huge win in this whole situation. But they don't do that. Now Hader has some crazy comments and 
I, like you said, the Potters probably lead the league in crazy comments. So not, not much new, but I think it's going to do it. So thank you all for listening. We'll be talking about the Potters culture, about Luis Campusano. I'll have a couple episodes out later this week. Um, so make sure to check out those. Um, but yeah, so I think it's going to do it. So have a great day, everyone. Um, obviously, it's football season. We've been talking a lot about football. So we'll, uh, we'll continue to do that as well, talk about the Padres. And pretty soon, it's going to be off-season talk. We'll talk about the MLB playoffs as well. But yeah, thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you all soon.